Hi there. This is Sounds Profitable for Tuesday, August 30th. I'm Allison Marino. In three years, I built and sold my own podcast company, Lipstick and Vinyl. If you're curious what goes into building a network, here is my story. It's April 2018. I strike out on my own to build a network made of female voices. There simply aren't enough women behind the mic with the support of a network. I know what advertising buyers want. I have deep empathy for creators. My superpower is working closely with talent to maintain artistic integrity and turn a profit. How hard could it be? You want my advice? Get an effing job. A mentor I respected offered this advice in late April 2018. Wondry received a $5 million investment days earlier in March 2018. Without sufficient capital, do I want to compete with Hernan Lopez? I'm single and did not grow up with money or a pedigree that offers connections to private or institutional capital. But I see that as no reason to stop me from building something meaningful to amplify women's voices. I decided to do it myself. My startup costs. My overhead is low-ish from April 2018 through August 2018, when my company first sold an ad. I have my monthly living expenses. I'm using a loan from my retirement savings to pay for these things. It is stressful. My runway was not longer than 30 days, one month at a time. I spend $600 to officially set up an LLC through LegalZoom. Deposited $500 to open a business checking account and spent a couple of hundred bucks on a website and the URL www.lipstickandvinyl.com I spent money on building a brand first, which I knew would be essential for shows and advertisers to trust that Lipstick and Vinyl is a legitimate network. I license a typeface, crucial, get $200 worth of business cards printed, and get a friend to design a deck. Thanks to a website template and a few $20 stock photos, I have a site that looks good. It is colorful. It lists our mission, services, and origin story. The website team page is slightly tricky given the team is me. I trust the team page will grow. Ad agencies buy impressions. Time to tweak the deck to sell my services to independent podcasts. I talk to everyone. Close friend and podcaster Josh Levine makes a show called Rebel Radio, and he became my first podcast. Though he is not a woman, he represents an underground outsider's point of view, and he has numbers. Josh introduces me to Jennifer Reitman, a powerhouse. Jen runs Dame Magazine and is in production on a brilliant slate of podcasts. The shows are by journalists, New York Times bestselling authors, and comedian Ashley Nicole Black. Jen and I decide to partner. Lipstick and Vinyl is now the exclusive ad sales partner for half a dozen high-quality podcasts 
all from a female point of view. Some of these shows take off faster and are more significant than others. But agencies love to reach a female audience, so I'm selling ads. A professional friendship with Kevin Herrera, head of the influencer management company The Machine, brings me a YouTube personality with a large following. She wants to start a podcast, so I work with a producer friend and set her up with the right equipment and some general guidelines. We teach Rachel Ballinger how to podcast. Her show, All Things Internet, becomes the largest show on the network. Running a real business. By early 2019, my young company was beginning to take hold. But I was running out of money to survive. And projections showed that without outside investment, it would be a couple of years before the company would be able to pay me. Back at my desk, I have sold ads and need to send out invoices. This is going to require a system. I don't have money for an accountant, so I buy QuickBooks online. I am not good at accounting. Is it payable something someone pays me or something I pay someone? Mark Zemuner, a past colleague who believes in my company, wires me $6,000 to hire an on-demand CFO to help me create a business case that we can trot out to potential investors. Mark is my first angel. The CFO I hired, John Cherry, and I work on a gorgeous plan, and I learn a ton about making a business plan with projections, expectations, and the case for why we need to raise $3 million. I am still in charge of accounting. Agencies are emailing asking for invoices. Every podcast gets an itemized sheet. Lines include the specific ad they read, when it ran, and what the agency paid. I have a column for agency commission, our network split of 30%, and finally, the podcaster's 70%. To pay each podcaster, I get them to fill out a W-9 and connect their bank accounts through QuickBooks. I get used to my accounting hat. Pitching, pitching, and pitching. I'm selling shows on joining the network. I'm selling ads in those shows to the direct response agencies and selling the company to investors. I am always selling, all the time. I go back to Mark Zemuner. In the spring of 2019, he and his investment partner invest $50,000 in lipstick and vinyl. This is huge. I have a runway, can survive another six months, and put money into the business. My dad takes $20,000 equity out of my parents' home to give us another capital injection. Dad believes in me more than I believe in myself. This is a turning point for our historically blue-collar family. His kid is a startup founder. Dad gets a term sheet. I use this money to travel to New York City and pitch more investors. I sponsor the Diversity, Inclusion, and Culture Track at Podcast Movement in Orlando. I hire an industry veteran friend for three months because that is how much my budget will cover. She sells ads. I sell the company. At Podcast Movement, I find my third investor. Uncle Podcast. 
Focus 360 is a radio network based in New York. I worked with their COO, James Starris, back in my Westwood One days. Always fatherly, he suggested to the founder, Phil Brown, that they take a meeting with me about lipstick and vinyl. After the meeting, Phil Brown shows up at Podcast Movement 2019, along with his business advisor, Richard Marks. No, not the singer. Better. They take me to dinner in Orlando and ask what I would do with a million dollars. This is an exciting question. Fast forward, they invest $50,000 and become hands-on investors. Over the next six months, Richard's calm guidance earns him the term of endearment Uncle Podcast. He brings in valuable business acumen along the way I teach him podcasting. Without Uncle Podcast, no, I don't call him that to his face, I feel like giving up. This is too hard. We don't have enough money. Nobody will give you money to make something until you've made something. In April 2020, Dear Media will raise $8 million. Two months later, Lemonada raises $3 million. Dear Media, like Lipstick and Vinyl, is a network made up of female creators. And Lemonada is a network created by women. These are good signs. The significant difference between my company and those two is that they create podcasts. Each network has a crown jewel of a podcast that the network builds behind. Dear Media and Lemonada own IP. That's intellectual property. I know that Lipstick and Vinyl needs this too. My talent is not actually making podcasts. However, it is in selling them. So I soon realized that we need to create original IP. My dream production houses include Neon Hum, Western Sound, and Transmitter FM. And Jonathan Hirsch, Ben Adair, and Greta Cohn are kind enough to walk me through their processes and how much an episode and a season can cost to make. To me, that cost is worth every cent. The show I want to make costs between $10,000 and $30,000 an episode to make. Let's say the show turns out to be a gorgeous six episodes. That doesn't mean anyone finds it and listens. I also need a marketing budget, at least equal to the production costs. Asking investors for $200,000 to make something when I haven't made anything before proves impossible. Cash flow. I learn what it is and how to manage it. Sure, we can only survive through the end of the month each month. This is stomach-turning stressful. A girl has to eat. Objectively, though, things are looking good. In year one, I sold the first ad to run in Q4 of 2018. Ad revenue was roughly $50,000 in 2018. By year two, ad revenue was $300,000. And by year two and a half, I was able to hire Rob Magaziner, and we increased ad revenue to roughly $500,000. This is awesome, thrilling. But Rob, Richard, and I were still killing ourselves to keep lipstick and vinyl's head above water. Thank goodness for a 
non-forgivable PPP loan of $35,800 as it keeps us afloat. Not my first rodeo. Summer of 2020 arrives. Richard and I decide we have to raise more capital. I need a show or two that does over a million downloads a month and to hire a couple more staff members. That is the only way we can grow. We deserve to grow. I am buoyed by the fact that in 2019, Cadence 13 was snapped up by Intercom for $12 million. At that point, Cadence 13 was primarily a podcast advertising sales network. There must be value in specialized sales organizations. During this time, Rob takes over the ad sales, copy, and traffic duties. He becomes a megaphone whiz. Rob is heaven sent. I gave myself six months to fundraise. If we are not successful, I plan to pivot. A successful exit. By Thanksgiving of 2020, we have not raised the capital. I go on the hunt for buyers for lipstick and vinyl. This feels good to me. This feels right. I have built a company I am proud of that consistently promotes and pays female podcasters. So as long as I can find a good home for these shows on the network, I feel good about stepping away. There were a handful of interested buyers. In the end, Focus 360 acquired lipstick and vinyl and runs it today. I came out of the deal with all of my debts and investors paid, and all of the podcasts on the network remained without having to make any changes. If I had to do it all over... If I hadn't worked for Midroll Stitcher from the bootstrap startup days of 2014 to 2015, up until the $50 million Scripps acquisition, I wouldn't have had the guts to bootstrap myself. For 13 years, I sold ads and audio programs that other people greenlit, made, and selected. I wanted a say in what and who I was making money. At Lipstick and Vinyl, I curated and greenlit projects. The only one in the room was our first and only original show. Executive produced by Christina Barcy, host Laura Cathcart-Robbins and Scotty Slaughter, the only one in the room pulls in hundreds of thousands of monthly downloads. That experience allowed me to step into a newly created role working between iHeart and its most prominent partners like Shonda Rhimes in the NFL. And that role will prepare me for the next one. I hope this has given you a taste of the highs and lows of building out a successful podcast company. Looking back, I don't regret doing it. But would I do it again? No. This is Allison Marino. For more information, please go to soundsprofitable.com. And finally, we have a sponsor read. This episode was produced with the help of Spooler. With a simple drag-and-drop interface, Spooler helps podcast publishers and app developers get audio to listeners faster and easier. Find out more at spooler.fm.